Hey guys, it's Alexia James, and this is Diary of a 20-something, a podcast that is going to dive into the experiences of being in your 20s and trying to figure it out. The wins, the failures, the heartaches, and the struggles with everything in between. Hi guys, so we're back with another episode of Diary of a 20-something, and this episode is really special because we're featuring two people, the iconic group Island Crashers. So if you're from Trinidad or even if you're from Jamaica, you would know these people because they are basically, I would say, the dream of our generation by putting on one of the largest events in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, um, my name is Nikolai Solomon, also known as Booster. And I'm Kai West. Okay, guys, like, <laughs> you could have been more than that. But okay, so we're about to get into more of the nitty-gritty, so really finding out more of how this idea came to pass. And I could actually, like, add to this a bit because I remember, yeah, because we all started to go to Tobago mm-hmm. after exams, and then you're just kind of like, whoa, we could make money from this. Essentially, yeah. Um, um, I think we had the idea in, like, 2012. Um, it was a little bit too late to... to Pull it through. Um, so, 2013, we all came together. Myself, Kai, Jared, Penny, and Brandon Koo. Um, okay. And we more or less, you know, three of the three of them were were already in the event industry before me. I just had the idea to more or less just wanted to party, you know. And and I guess that day, well, all four of us came together and and gave it the name that it is today. What about you, Kai? Yeah, it was pretty much like that. I don't know if you remember the time that we were in Tobago. And I did like a little house party by the CIC yeah. fellas. Okay. And then like plenty of people came and then there was a girls' birthday party that ended up with like a And it was like three parties every, in one or something yeah, like that. And, like, yeah. Everybody went in the car, put on the radio station on slam. Yeah. And they started banging the same music in the road I party. That and actually. then everybody was like, What is this? So then Booster came with the idea, he's like, Yo, why we don't do this? But just actually through a proper event because there was no parties it was just like house limes and that kind of stuff so yeah came with the idea and I was like yo you know what I have some people that are doing this doing events right now and maybe I should talk to them and see how we could actually make this so what was the hardest part about starting and actually making this something incredible I would say um I would say the capital in the, in the, in the first year it That's was, true. It, it, <laughs> You know, we didn't have any. We were coming out of school. We, yeah. we just finished school, so we didn't really have much to, to go on. We just had the idea, so you know, so we more or less had to look for investors, to take some loans, etc., to more or less put together the first event. So it was really like bootstrapping for the first one. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. 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 Yeah, the first one, too, it wasn't really like a money making venture for us. It was just like, this is a cool idea. Let's do it and see what happens. And, you know, if we make money, then cool, but, you know. Yeah. It was more of like a, this this is needed, you know, like people you know, would enjoy this. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's this is, nobody's done it before, like, you know. What do you all think about the backlash? Because I remember when it first happened, a lot of people were like, "This is like it was horrible. just tarnishing the whole thing." And it was so good when it was just organic, and everybody was just message and say what beach you were going to. So, how did you all respond or feel about that? I mean, I think that criticism is always good to, to move forward I guess mm-hmm. you know and we we got those messages and and we try to more let's keep the same crowd and same demographic go into the same spots we just wanted to provide the safe location for everyone to go to and that was, that was the main thing it wasn't trying to tarnish the the organic feel of Tobago and and, and 
you wake up in the morning, go wherever, and you, you bounce up some friends. That we try to more or less make it like we will provide the music. You'll just come and party online, and, that, and that's what it turned into. What was the hardest lesson that both of y'all have learned so far mm. from doing this? Um, every year is not going to be the same. It's going to be one challenge every single year. Yeah. No matter how much you every think Every event, that, no yeah. matter how many events you do, like each event is different. They'll always have a different hiccup. I remember there was a year on No Man's and it had no music or something well, like that. What actually happened was we, were, we set up everything on the island. Mm. We were getting ready to take everybody across. And then apparently EMA or Coast, Coast Guard, Guard yeah. caught wind of what was happening. And they came and they were like, yo, all these kids are going on to defeat. Yeah. Um, that we didn't get to go through on No Man's Land. Because that was the highlight of the weekend after the first year. Mm. So the second, yeah, it was the second year, right? Yeah. Everybody was, it's the island and blah, blah, blah. This kind of hype. For that party. For that yeah. event. So we get to the jetty now, everything is set up, ready to go. Music is fine. We just see these coast guards roll up onto the jetty with like guns Whoa. and we were like, yo, what is all of this? Like we we ain't really cater for yeah. this. So then they came and they said, Y'all cannot go over onto the island because one, we don't have enough bathrooms, we don't have this, that and lifeguards. Like we had lifeguards, but they were just making up all kind of different restrictions that we didn't put in place. Yeah. So we actually had to come up with a solution on the spot. right then and there because there were like 2,000 people on the jetty pissed in a line that was long, wow. you know? What so do we had, do? We, um, well, luckily Brandon knew the owners of Shade because okay. we did the Thursday party in Shade. So we called Shade and be like, yo, you need to pull us out of this. Like, we need to come now. We are bringing 2,000 people to the club Wow. It's Saturday during the day. It's never been done before. In, in bikinis, you know? in dress and short pants. So we're like, just <laughs> let the dress code go, but we, we come in, we, you know? And they were like, cool. And that was... That People was said how, how they enjoyed that event a lot. Yeah, because the, the hype for the event just reached this high. Yeah. And then when they were like, what? No, everybody kind of went down here. But then when we got to the party, they were like, okay, we still get into party. We still get to hear the music we want to hear. And still our drinks flowing party was good that's insane yeah. if that didn't happen what do you think y'all would have done oh. okay so basically y'all had like a fiery festival type of thing happening like so y'all were you billies <laughs> that's basically situation uh, yeah not quite because everything we put together yeah y'all weren't scamming you know? people yeah, yeah we so, had every license every, every we had everything, everything done for yeah. looking to, to start and after we found out that they were in no jurisdiction to do what they did so wow it was either like... So you'll take like legal action after or? The thing is like four youths... And just for good faith as well, yeah. you'd like, we're going to be here every year. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it it like, don't well, make sense stirring up trouble. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know? So. We didn't have lawyer fees and all that. <sighs> we just said, like, you know, as second year, we could, we could come back from this and, you know, just provide a good product every time, yeah. you know, no matter what comes up, but just have a proper product put in place for people. You know? So do you think this was something you always wanted to do in terms of curating experiences for others to enjoy? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> me pers personally, you know, I, um, as I said, I, I just wanted to party, you know, and, you know, the millennial trend is you don't want to work for anybody and, and you don't have an office job and whatever the case may be. And, you know, I was just looking at different ways to, to make money outside of school before I went to college and, you know, the... I just I was always a ideas guy. Just never had the resources to put it together, 
you know, so I guess that's where the team work trend came in for me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was actually studying physical therapy. I remember that, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, was, I finished school. This was all happening while I was in college away. Yeah. So, but Booster was away too. Yeah, so, my freshman year. Yeah, Penny and Kuo were more doing the groundwork and holding down things here. Running, you know. So was there ever like a power struggle since they were on the ground and you all weren't here? Um, we just had to have constant communication. Um, sc- Skype was, was our main yeah, source of meetings. We used to have Skype for three, four hours long, yeah. six, seven months at, and before the party. You know, and, and we were all up to date with everything that was going on on the ground. So when Kai and I came home, it was just to get the sub going one time. You know, we, got, we had a short window. Okay, so ending with all the bad stuff, what's like <laughs> the major highlight of your doing this and executing and what just fuels your whole passion and drive to continue? Um, I think it would be creating history, creating mm. something that probably hasn't been done in the way that we've done it before, which is... Every time we kind of blow our minds to like, yo, we actually put oh, on <laughs> like a five, four day weekend, you know, in a different country, you know. So, yeah. well, not a different country, but a different island. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, I think that's the most rewarding part of it. Like when you go out on stage and you just see people, just a mass of people just happy for, you know, for one reason. And you are part of that, that reason, reason, you yeah, know. So yeah. that's that's really what it is for us. Yep. But same, for me, at least, you know. Seeing different faces and different reactions of the crowd, you know, to a different song or the bigger song for the summer or whatever, and see how they react. Yeah, that's that's that is still giving me goosebumps yeah. to this day. And then too, when you think about it, it's like you stamping, like you have a stamp on people's lives. That's like when right. people are like mm-hmm. seventy five and eighty, they gonna remember. Yo, you remember in twenty thirteen we went to Tobago for this party, and I was like, yeah, what's the name of that party? You know, like that's the kind of experiences, you know. I get you. So one thing. I always wanted to ask because I see people they would ask you this online and they would mm. be like how do you start how do you get into it to do actionable things to get it done and I just want you all to say what you respond to I mean people people think that um, they always see the end product right so That's they true. see the 4,000 5,000 people and they see the pictures the videos or whatever the case may be but we started in a car park you know we started in a in small a motel car. I remember that because the venue, I remember coming to the venue that year and it was we were pitch like, black and it was in the back of nowhere. No and it had like some right? like paper it was, it was horrible. Right? And then current went and they had no ice. The and DJ was on a truck. It's like, yeah. it, it was Rainfell. ridiculously wet. Yeah. Right for a party, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's just those little, that was our first event. So like something as small as that could transform into what it is now. But it's, it's just that once you have the team around you who has the same mission and same goal as you, then it makes life much easier. No? Yeah. You yeah know? I think that's a big part of it. Like, to actually, to get started in it is tough because you, everybody can have these ideas. But people with connections, people with understanding finances and that kind of thing. So you need a proper, well-balanced team. Yeah. So I myself am not good with numbers and math and that kind of stuff, so I don't handle the finances, you know, but more of like the creative aspect of it, you know, Penny's the marketing guru, you know, everybody kind of has their own little, um, little niche. You know, also, our, our parents from the, from year one were like, this could be Yo, something. Your mom and dad are legit like at the gate. Right, every, <laughs> like, every single every, year, every, you know, yeah. you know, it's like stuff like those, those little, you know, that helps us so much. And we also have like a 
board of directors who also give us their input as well, you know, brothers, if sisters, we can make decisions, fathers, mothers, you bring know. them into in a voting so system. It, it's really like a, a family affair, essentially, you know. So your the directors are friends. Yeah. So what are your thoughts in terms of working with your friends and that dynamic? Because sometimes it can go horribly wrong. Well, that's the thing. Eh? We, we were, well, Busta and I kind of grew up together. And then, well, I met Penny through, like, different parties since we were growing up. And then I didn't know Koo at all. So, Busta, yeah, we didn't really know Koo. Only Penny knew Koo. And it took a while for everybody to kind of figure out each other's personas and, you know, just who we are and how we work and that kind of thing. So then, after a while, it started to get into the groove of it. Of course, you have that bickering and it's four people trying to decide on one thing. So there's going to be, you know, so that's why we have the voting system and the board as well to break those ties and the votes and that kind of thing. But yeah, still it's just a learning a learning curve really. Mm-hmm. Every single time at every year we always figuring out about each other in our work environment and now so more as like friends because now yeah. we're now more involved in each other's personal lives and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's kinda cool to grow grow with people, you know, like in that aspect. So what do you say are the next steps for you all as an entity and brand? Um going we out? trying to take the brand up the islands and you know we started in miami last year for miami Canada. that looked really yeah. successful yeah it, it was a it was a nice it was like club like kind of like shade where they had like mm-hmm. an indoor and outdoor vibe yeah um and sent, and people had a real fun and that was the first time we got to show the brand to different islands so we had the Bajan jamaicans the antique and st lucians they all came from fiu all mm-hmm. the, the you know all the schools good. in miami the cs in miami and essentially they were saying, you know, they can't wait for next year, you know, so it's just... Because that's, that's really the influence, a lot of the influential people will be going to school outside as well, too. So mm. if we could target them first and they could spread the buzz along the other islands, then, yeah. you know, they could generate that kind of vibe and, you know... Our committee is not, not just Chinese, you know, so we have different yeah. people who are in schools in yeah. Mona and, and St. George's and Grenada and all those places. In Miami as well, you know? like, you know. So that's the goal to take it up the islands, hopefully, you know, Jamaica, Barbados, etc. And then bring it back home. I would think like the ten year plan would have been like Caribbean Coachella. I always try to say this. <laughs> like, I know, but it's venue as the only yeah. thing. I mean, in Pigeon Point, they could host yeah. three, four different stages at one time. You know, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, it is possible. Just but we have to have everybody on board, yeah. as yeah. from the government yeah. uh, to yeah. the, the, the boats that now working every year, around crashes time, to the flights, to everything. Had to be on point. And the, I mean, because as the, as the fact of the matter is that there's not enough resources in Tobago to put on an event that on that yeah. scale, you know? If 10,000 people are going to Tobago, Tobago will sink. <laughs> so we need, we need more things happening in Tobago to generate the economy, I think. This might be like a controversial thing, but we're all against sandals coming to Tobago. Good question. Good question. I figured you'd ask that. I have family in Tobago, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and they gave their input with respects that they understood that it was two sides to it, whereas there would be a generation of people who would now get to experience new jobs, etc. through sandals. Um, but the other side, they were also understanding that it was going to really, not partially destroy, but it was going to hamper the growth of the mangroves and the reefs, etc. on no man's land, which mm. is where they're trying to build around or whatever. So it was an issue that I, I say that, that, that would be controversial for very long in Tobago because it could boost the economy tremendously, but at the same time too, 
it might also you know kill what the tourists are coming to see if that makes sense yeah you know so like that was a a, a talking point i would say for for when sandals pulled out so but that's a good question because one thing that I noticed because Dream is in Negril in mm -hmm. Jamaica and they actually help the government build roads in Negril mm -hmm. and build new resorts in Negril to host more people yeah, to come dope. to the event yeah. and that for me is not only thinking about themselves but the country at whole because yeah. they boost the economy yeah. of the country and I yeah. know there was an article that came out that they will actually help boost the economy you're right. yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. through that yeah. so that's why I wanted to ask the question because I know the main thing is that if you have something that big is where people are going to stay mm -hmm. yeah. because exactly and, and, get there. and that, that's, it, that's the thing so as I said before is everybody has to be on the same page because if as promoters or promoters, I hate that word, but if as event curators, event curators right, we are trying to help the island, the island has to want the help, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, that's, the, that, that's the, main, the, the main thing, is, is if your mindset is you are okay with what you're doing right now, then you will live how you are right now. But if somebody comes and says, I can help you, you have to want the help, yeah. you know? So, so that's the, the main thing. Okay, so I have one thing. I want you all to both give your best piece of advice to entrepreneurs starting out, creatives starting out, and yeah. Um, I would say anything that you're doing, don't think that because somebody else is doing it that you should just be like, somebody already doing that, I'm, I'm not going to bother, you know. Nah, that person is doing it, so you need to outwork them Yeah. to get better than, if, if that's it, the person you're idolizing, you have to work 10 times harder if you do. Ten, if you do something 10 times, do it 10 more times. And then do that 10 more times. And just continue that work ethic of constant hours, hours working right through. Like That's something me personally, I'm still trying to put into my, my daily life. It's like yeah. I need to be working you know, kind of constantly. Like a discipline mindset. Yeah, correct. Right. So being in a regimented, going to school, Reach at school, start seven, go home by two, go to training, go to lessons. They were kind of onto uh, something with the whole school thing in terms of time. Yeah. Yeah. But now when you don't have somebody to tell you that, it's more of like, okay, I need to actually be more disciplined and not yeah. go out every night or, you know, do things I used to do when you're in college, you know, because now it's, it's, it's actually serious stuff. So I would say, yeah, just the amount of work that you put into something, yeah, you'll definitely see the rewards come back. Yeah, yeah for me is. um it wouldn't happen overnight, you know. Um, you're always going to have people who who want to lend their assistance, but get something in return out to you. Mm. You know, you know. Um, once you weed out those people out of your lives early, you could progress further. I would say, um, definitely. Um, I also think that that if you really have an idea, nothing nobody says should really distract you or, or, or turn you away from going through the idea. If it makes financial sense and you in your heart think that it could be something in the next two, three years, yeah. you know, you can go ahead with it. Yeah. Um, my father always told me that most businesses don't make money until the third year. You know, I so hear that like, a lot as well. You have and to, it's kind of true. You have to realize that you're going to be in it. You're probably going to lose some money, you know, but mm -hmm. if you stick with it and stick with the core team that you, that you have from, from day one, then you should be fine. Yeah, and to add to that, don't really think about the end goal of the money, of the money, of the money. Because exactly. you know? a lot of people, that's what their mindset is on, like the money, the money. And the money. fame, and the girls, and, and, and the bottles, and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But to be honest, if you if you have a product and you put out a great product to the public, you get the returns no matter what. Because they can come and see for themselves, like, okay, this it. is why I'm yeah. giving you my money. Like, mm -hmm. this is this is an actual 
product that you'll put time and effort and work into to make for me. So I will, you know, I will enjoy it. But yeah, just don't think about the money aspect of it too much. Like that will come once you're producing something, a proper product, you know? Yeah. Okay, so last question. Um, what influenced you the most or what book or any person that influenced you the most to be the type of person or the type of brand personally that you want to be? Um, for me, um, one of my favorite books is Rich Dad Poor Dad. Right? Great book. Um, and then I also, I idolize certain people in the industry in Trinidad Tobago. Sean Burkett is one, Chinoa Allen is one, Jules sure. is one, you know, Dean Akin is one, you know. Pioneers. They are the pioneers of the industry that we're in right now. Yeah. Right? So I think that you have to understand that they know much more than you. So. They um, also have more time than us. You know? <laughs> so, like, uh, being in a room with them for five minutes, you can learn so much, yeah. you know, that you yeah. didn't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, and you always try to be around those kind of people who will help you progress Soak in the future. everything. Like, you know? anything that they say. There's something that Sean said. is like, um, if you, like, sleep, you'll be poor. Or what, what, what is it he says? I can't remember what he said, but no. You know what I mean? Like, it's, um, people who, like, sleep, like, poor. Like, mm. to be poor. In a sense, so it's like the more that you sleep and you, you try and put things off, nothing's gonna happen, happen for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Like just little things like that, just to help you shape your mindset of how you should be in a business environment is, it's kind of dope. But um, for me, I think the last book that I read was the Ten Times Rule, and that kind of resonated with me. It was like what I just kind of spoke about was like ten times you do that ten times more. So if you if you're good at cleaning a room. Clean that room, charge somebody $10 for it, and then you do that 10 more times. Yeah. Then you can make, you know, then 10 more times in a day, and then you make enough money to be like, okay, let me pay you to clean 10 more rooms for me, and you get $10, and you give me, you know, so it's compounding your money. Basically, Basically. yeah. Yeah. All right, so if there's anything else you want to just leave the people with before we end, or. No? Um, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Check out um, Jungle Juve. February 23rd. You have to plug yourself. Then we have, <laughs> what's next? We have Island Crashers on the 27th of June to the 30th of June. I see summer on June You're too many. 15th. Yeah. June the 15th. Um, and, you know, we have, the, we have a full calendar list out already. We have Halloween boat crews coming back. Um, and then we have Miami and then back to Cooler Paradise. You understand that Cooler Paradise was a... It was a, 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 a little... I a try little... not to touch on that. Nah, <laughs> um, no, we can touch on it. Okay, so if we're being honest, because be... I, I wasn't there, because I was yeah. in Miami at the time. But you saw tweets for sure. From the reviews, yeah, 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 people yeah, yeah. said it was terrible. <laughs> what yeah. What do you all think happened? What went wrong? Um, You know, we always try to not interact with negativity on, on yeah. social media, because it is, it's bad for mental health, it really is. Yeah. Um, But to... Um, Cooler Paradise was drawn out to perfection. Um, the the venue, the location, the space, the the idea, the concept is a bottle of alcohol every every ticket. Um, couldn't go wrong, right? The first year it was the venue was too small. Um, we got some issues with the fire services, although we paid for everything. Second year, um, there was a, a little battle between us and EMA. Um, EMA came at 2 in the morning to tell us to turn on the volume. Our license set until 4 in the morning. Okay. So it was a in-between back and forth argument. Just saying, our license says this, your license says this. 
how we could be like like what's yeah. the real what's the real where's scene, that disparity right? come from they had a microphone outside the venue recording the the the, the limit of the, of the volume cars were passing by and the, wow. the, the, the volume was rising and they were saying oh that's the issue there i said um you know they were also police officers um so we were trying to be respectful but when they had a certain the crowd was getting vexed is it going to be an issue, right? And and I was saying how it will make more sense to take the microphone to the nearest residential area and test the volume from there. If you are outside the party... And testing it like in the party. You're going to hear the volume at, at, at a, high, a higher level, yeah. right? So we turned on the volume, we complied with them. Um, and they came back at 3.45. The party, party was going until 4. Came back at 3.45 and, and they were like, yeah, stop it. So we were like, license again, set until 4 you coming back at 3.45, you know, and, and in our um, sound system tent, trying to turn on the volume themselves, you know? So yeah. when, the, when the volume um, dipped, the crowd level dipped, the energy dipped. Energy, right? yes, you so, can see it, like. So then certain songs pump up a, a crowd, right? So certain rap songs, certain trap songs pump up a crowd, yeah. right? Whereas everyone nowadays doesn't care for that, yeah. You want to hear the whining and the dance hall. Because I heard that was like the majority yeah. complaints. Yeah, you know? that music. was the majority of the complaints. Yeah. But at the same time, we had a fire cast of DJs. That, those are DJs that play in all our events. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? They always, they've never had like bad reviews about, uh, you know, yeah. any of them, you know. And then people will comment in and say, why y'all didn't have so-and-so and y'all didn't have so-and-so. And I was like, they were on the cast. Like... Why y'all should plug this DJ in, you know, here and it's like your poison was playing. Like, you know. Yeah. We just had some technical difficulties that were kinda out of our um jurisdiction, but hey, what are you gonna do? We we took all the criticism and all. We we got so every single yeah, thing, all. We gonna Ugh. we gonna come back at it hard because we know exactly what they want because yeah. now that I I guess it was like proper market research for us to so we can be like, okay, oh, you want dance hall? We gotta rinse dance hall for you know, you are soca, you gotta rinse so you know. Yeah. We we kind of wanna tailor it to the people for the people because. I think especially since well, this is probably an idea, but since mm -hmm. in December a lot of you know that's when you come back home, yeah. like for people that are away, so they that's, want that's that authentic yeah. vibe. You don't yeah. wanna hear what you hear in any club up there. Yeah, that's true. You know, because so, we used to feel that same way too when we came yeah, back home. It's like I know here and trap. For the whole last four or five months, I don't hear no trial at dance hall. Yeah. So I guess I can understand that. Um, we just have to possibly, I guess, be a little more hands-on of tailoring these sets. But mm -hmm. we we are. That's the thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So if if that if there's more dance or more wine and tunes you want, more energy, then we will tailor it to suit. And know? this was also the second cool of paradise. So yeah. Second and crashes, we had the no man's incident. Yeah. And and crashes. Seems like a little trend. <laughs> right. You know. So as I said, the third year is supposed to be the 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 mega year. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. I mean, that was we went from what, twenty five hundred people to four thousand, in in, in, one, in one yeah. event. Yeah. You know. What I mean, so for us to cater is a big jump for us as the organizers of the event as well, and we did we did our best. You know, but um. Come on, EMA. Just give us a break, you know? Jeez. Yeah. All right. So, I'd leave that there. So, there. Um, but I just want to thank you all so much for being on the podcast episode. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. So, guys, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment. Like it, share it. Tell your friends. And see you all next time.